Welcome to Design and Culture. This is the first in a series of podcasts that looks critically at the practice of design and how it influences the culture we live in. Action is the foundational key to all success, said Pablo Picasso. I've had the opportunity to work with a number of talented creative people, and there seems to come a point when they ask the question, how do I think more strategically? As I've come to understand it, this question means they've realized that much of the creativity and innovation in a project happens in the strategic and concept phase. To have a seat at the table in such a discussion, you have to think strategically. Up to a certain point in most creative people's careers, especially in the digital space, they've been judged on their craft skills. How quickly, with how much quality can they make things to support an idea? But what happens when you want to be the one coming up with the ideas? How do you develop those skills? To answer this question, I created a simple framework that allows anyone to grow their own lifelong creative personal culture. For the most part, I don't like using exceptional people as examples because it can set other people up for failure. But here I'm using Picasso's life and work to illustrate the framework. And I'm interested in looking at not what he did, but how he did it. There are two key goals when developing your personal culture. The first being, be prolific. Picasso, in his lifetime, created more than 50,000 pieces of work. This is an amazing amount, but the act of making, failing, and making again is one of the things that drives creativity and knowledge. One of the biggest hurdles most creative people face is the inner editorial voice that stops them from making things because they think it's not good enough or there isn't enough time to do a great job. The only way to get better is to practice, and by making mistakes you learn and get better. So make things many things. The second goal is to be experimental. Picasso experimented in a wide range of media and conceptual areas which allowed him many ways to explore his ideas, even becoming a poet for two years before coming back to being visualized. Forcing yourself to feel like a beginner can broaden your thinking, which can sometimes be narrowed by what your expertise in one medium tells you is possible. So how can you be more prolific and bring more experimentation to your work? I've found three simple strategies that support both key goals. First strategy is making your own tools. Everything from having your own way of creating a meeting agenda to the way you generate ideas are personal tools that help you create your creative culture over the years. By documenting your own tools, you create a distinct method which makes you valuable in a world of uniformity. A fascinating example is Picasso's unique way of setting up color palettes. Years later, people are making exhibitions around the tools that were his way of creating a distinct culture for his work. One art reviewer said, it's in the palettes that Picasso's experimentation has its origins, and in that sense, they have a magical dimension. The next strategy is building your knowledge. Writing about what you do and sharing that with your friends or the world is a way of building knowledge. Only then can you test your ideas and help others understand them. Building a knowledge base of books is good, but building a knowledge base of your own writing helps you create your own personal culture around how you think. In Picasso's prolific correspondence with his friends, he experimented with form and content, so much so that they are now a key part of his legacy. The final strategy is grow your network. Seneca, the Stoic philosopher, once said, but the greatest benefit is to be derived from conversation, because it creeps by degrees into the soul. This quote sums up what I mean by network. It's not how many people you know, but the kinds of conversations you have with them. The ideas pass back and forth over the years and the concepts which creep into your own personal culture. I'm often asked by co-workers or friends how to learn a new skill that will take their career to the next level. I offer these suggestions. 
Make a list of people you know who have the skill or experience you desire. This usually results in a fairly long list. I then ask, when was the last time you talked to any of those people in a meaningful way about that subject? The answer is usually never. The point of this example is to show that most of us have a network of people that have the knowledge. It's just a matter of asking. Most people are more than happy to share knowledge. Looking at Picasso's list of friends, you can see that he carefully cultivated conversations with some of the world's most famous thinkers, writers, and artists. Andre Breton, Gertrude Stein, Jean Cocteau, Jean-Paul Sartre. He created this network to help him build his own personal culture. The idea of the framework I'm talking about here is for companies or individuals to create an atmosphere in which creativity can flourish and be sustained for many years. No one but Picasso could be Picasso, but you can create your own unique personal culture in your own field. The ability to create and adapt, I hope, will serve you well. Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed that, please subscribe to Design and Culture, the podcast, the newsletter, and of course, please tell all your friends about it. Thanks. Thanks.